Have you picked up on the divisive nature of public discourse in America in the past few years, and for that matter, in the church? Maybe not your church, but certainly in the denominations? There's reasons for this. Hi, I'm Rex Rogers, and this is episode number 96 of Discerning What is Best, a podcast applying unchanging biblical principles in a rapidly changing world and a Christian worldview to current issues in everyday life. We know from Scripture that division and lying— are two of Satan's principal and most powerful tools for destroying the church and the world. Interestingly, the word devil comes from the Greek word diablos, which can be translated as to divide, to separate, or more literally, to throw against. I used to agree more often with something the late Pope John Paul II said than I do Pope Francis. But when the current Pope Francis said this, I certainly agreed. Divisions are a handy weapon that the devil uses to destroy the church from within. He has two weapons, but the main one is division. Please, fight against division, because it is one of the weapons that the devil uses to destroy the local church and the universal church. In Scripture, Jesus speaking to the Pharisees said, You belong to your father, the devil. You want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. In both the church and among the citizens of the United States of America, we are today an increasingly divided people. Historic church denominations, including Episcopalian, Methodist, Presbyterian, Lutheran, Baptist, and Reformed, are losing thousands of member churches over profound doctrinal or political disagreements about race, gender, and LGBTQ+, and other so-called woke ideology. The Southern Baptist Convention, the largest Protestant group in the U.S., is battling over women pastors, as well as experiencing pressure from some quarters regarding race, sexuality, climate change, and woke social justice priorities. The American Catholic Church is also divided deeply about these issues, along with abortion, which is one reason Pope Francis offered his caveat about division. Stepping away from the church, we can think about American citizens, and guess what? We are also divided and dividing in four areas critical to the survival and viability of the U.S. and any nation. We are deeply divided, deeply in trouble, economic, military, political, and moral cultural. Economically, the debt-based economy of the United States is now a house of cards. Meanwhile, neither Republicans nor Democrats, and certainly not progressives, are interested in economic policy that curtails debt. Militarily, while the United States is engaged in a proxy war with Russia through Ukraine, the unrestricted warfare against the U.S. by China is by far the greater threat. Meanwhile, current military leadership talk more about woke ideology concerns for perceived white supremacy, promoting pride, critical race theory training, and seminars on how to use the correct pronouns than they do military preparedness, not to mention continuing to attempt to justify our embarrassing, hasty, and reckless retreat from Afghanistan. No wonder there are now record shortfalls in recruiting new cadets at all branches of the military. Politically, the United States is more divided than at any time since the Civil War. The inability to rein in the aforementioned government deficit spending 
is a clear sign of a morally bankrupt politics. Equally destructive, but more malicious, are the political forces to weaponize our justice system and all the agencies of our federal government and deny Americans their First Amendment rights. This includes colluding with big tech social media and FBI attempts to silence parents pushing back against school boards imposing critical race theory and agendas to normalize homosexuality, gender confusion, and pornography with their children. Remember the opening comments about Satan? There are reasons for the division we're now experiencing. According to a recent report from Pew Research Center, as of 2020, Christianity was still the most practiced religion in America. However, it has declined 26% from the early 1990s. Let's go deeper. According to Christian social researcher George Barna, for decades now the most consistent and reliable source of such information, 7 out of 10 U.S. adults call themselves Christians, and yet only 6 in 100, 6%, actually have or hold a biblical worldview. So what do the rest of Americans believe? Well, according to the research from Arizona Christian University's Cultural Research Center, founded by George Barna, there are seven major worldviews that Americans are most influenced by. Biblical theism, Eastern mysticism, Marxism, moralistic therapeutic deism, nihilism, postmodernism, and secular humanism. Most Americans blend their beliefs to create a customized worldview. In other words, the dominant worldview in America, and really the West today, is syncretism. A little of this, a little of that, blended into a worldview that's custom-made for each person. With such a worldview, there's no ultimate authority. Truth is determined by whatever seems right to each person. And sadly, this isn't unique just to those outside the church. Actually, Christians hold to a form of syncretism, when they blend millions of years and other evolutionary ideas into the book of Genesis. It's really taking man's pagan religion of our age that attempts to explain the universe without God by natural processes and meshing it with Scripture. Barna also pointed to research that found that only 2%—2% of U.S. parents with children under the age of 13—have a biblical worldview. Overall, while 51% of American adults said they have a biblical worldview, only 6% of American adults actually hold this worldview. Recent survey data compiled in January 2020 show that 2% of millennials hold a biblical worldview, even though 61% said they identify as Christians. Personally, if a person acknowledges Christ as Savior and seeks to honor the Lord in life, he or she will be abundantly blessed. Publicly, if a culture acknowledges God, truth, and morality, as America historically did, the culture's laws, education, commerce, and enterprise, arts, will all be blessed, as will the nation's potential for experiencing a bountiful free society. Satan knows this. It is why he promotes lies and division, because the more we succumb to chaos, the more his minions and purposes can thwart the will of God in individuals' lives and in society. Christian believers, Christian citizens, should work to express purpose, righteousness, and hope in society. Of course, to do this, we need to know whereof we speak. We need to understand biblical theology and a Christian worldview. 
and how to apply them in everyday life. Our work to restore purpose reinforces e pluribus unum. Now, not unity at any cost. Not unity via accommodation to error. Not suppressing truth to avoid hurting someone's feelings. This helps no one. Jesus met with the publicans and sinners like Zacchaeus and the woman at the well. He loved them, but he told them the truth about their sin and his redemptive living water. We must not grow weary in standing for truth. Well, we'll see you again soon. This podcast is about discerning what is best. If you find this thought-provoking and helpful, follow us on your favorite podcast platform. Download an episode for your friends. And for more Christian commentary, check my website, R-E-X-M, as in Martin, rexmrogers.com. And remember, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm. Stand firm.